It's the BBP TV show since 2012, where amazing guests share their digital adventures. Who will we meet today? Small biz influencer, up-and-coming trendsetter, accomplished author? You never know who'll be dropping by. And now, here's your host, Elaine Lindsay, the bionic glamourpreneur with Truel Social Media, who's the second most curious person on the planet. Hello, hello, and we're here today with an incredible conversion expert, Marie Rogers. Hi, Marie. Hi there. Hi. Lovely to have you here. I just can't wait to do this interview because you have so much that you can share. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Marie to start off with. Uh, she's uh, actually a bit of an interesting character, and I'm very thrilled that uh, not only did I get to meet her, but she's my conversion expert, which, ah, that was smart on my part, right? Marie, she is not just a conversion expert. She's a coach and a chocolate connoisseur. She is, in fact, a chocoholic who's obsessed with teaching coaches, executives, and business owners how to connect with their clients in a way that makes it easy to say yes without the need to be pushy or salesy. Over the past nine years, she's used her never-ending client's game plan to help her clients create over $38 million in revenue by showing them how to go from drowning in a sea of competition to standing alone in a market of one. And I can tell you from experience, she is absolutely the real deal. I'm going to call her the queen of conversion. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Delighted to be here. <laughs> Excellent to have you. I uh, told you I wasn't going to give you any prep before we did this show because I really like talk here to just flow so that we can yeah. kind of go along with the tide wherever it goes. I got to meet you, um, well, God, it seems like 10 years ago, but uh, uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that in the best way. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's just, you know, it feels like friends for life. The interesting thing is Marie lives in my home country but she's not Scots, she's Irish. And <laughs> since I'm part Irish, that fit in perfectly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've been in Scotland now, I believe, 29 20... years. 29. 29 years. 29 wow. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I can see to an untrained ear, people would assume you were Scots, not yeah. realizing there's, there's definitely Irish under there. Yeah. So uh, I'd like you to start by maybe giving people a little idea of what propelled you into the business of being a conversion expert and sort of how you climbed that ladder and we finally got you online. Oh, right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to summarize this because obviously there's a few years, there's more years behind me than there's going to be in front of me. So we don't want to go too long into the past. But how do, like many, I wear conversion or sales or whatever you want to call it. I fell into it. So I moved, I'll give you a I moved from Ireland to Scotland, as I say, 29 years ago. 
and within one week I had three jobs oh okay yeah 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 yeah. because I moved over for work I came from a rural area and one of those jobs was temping in a an alarm company and I was in credit control which is the bit where you're dealing with people paying you and what I very quickly discovered was that the people who weren't paying in general were because they were unhappy with either the service or the promises that they'd been made right so what was happening is at the very start of their journey when they were becoming clients they were getting made promises by the sales team the surveyors as they were called um, that weren't being delivered and so therefore they weren't wanting to pay their bills and and it was other businesses so it wasn't like phoning up somebody at home and telling them they have to pay their electricity so it was business to business and when I discovered this, what ended up happening is I was actually resetting expectations, telling people what they could and couldn't do, and actually liaison a lot with the sales team, and actually in some ways reselling what was sold. And ultimately, um, people would pay their bills quite happily. And what I very quickly figured out was, is if you make, if you are very clear on the promises that you make, about the expectations that you will, what you're going to get and what you're not going to get, and people understand that and make a choice to buy, there's no problem. And so I did that, and the end result was I got double the size of ledger as anybody else because people were paying. Um, but after a period of time, I kind of went, I'm a little bit frustrated here because I was like, well, if I'm doing your job and I'm not getting paid for it and I'm not getting the bonus and all the rest of it, why? And I didn't want to do it in the company I was in, so I actually um, made a decision um, to go into sales um, and I chose advertising. I didn't make it easy oh. and I remember I went into, it was advertising, it was it was called Talking Pages. So it was like, the, it was like um, what used to be the old directory inquiries, showing my age, showing my age, online. Oh, not online, wasn't even online at that stage. Uh, this was 1996 and uh, uh, it was, it was literally where you could phone up and literally it was like directory inquiries, right? Oh. And I joined what felt like, I went to the training and honestly, they were all talking a different language. It was all very aggressive. It was all very assertive and it was sell, 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 sell. And I was like, oh my God, what have I done? And I really struggled in that role. I can tell you for easily nine months because it just didn't fit me. I felt very uncomfortable and I did enough to get by so I like I didn't I wasn't a high flyer but I did enough to get by but the, the, the problem with it was that I really struggled in the role because I didn't actually know what I was doing wrong so literally then sorry this is emails can pop in and I thought I'd closed it down somebody I did close it down well why are you doing that uh, so um this is me and my techie world. We'll get on to that. <laughs> we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, so what? quickly, again, I figured out I, I don't sit well when I'm not able to be really honest or direct with people. I don't like holding anything back. Uh, brutally honest, I can be told at times, but do you know what? What you see is what you get. Um, and then, so I moved into another role within that company and I excelled. Um, and again, then within about two years, I thought, right, okay, I want to go for the top job in the UK, the top sales job. And at that time, it was working with Yellow Pages. Yes. So I interviewed, got into Yellow Pages, and that was in 1998. And I can tell the, the best that 
thing of all was I went into telesales and my then manager and my team didn't know my called me Louise for three months <laughs> because I was not like anybody else I didn't care about the limelight I didn't care about you know all this kudos I didn't have a big ego um but I was literally every single um I was winning every award I was the top of every list and they're like what is what is it she's doing and I was just presenting options benefit driven language and saying here's this what well, this will do this and this will do that and, and offering people choices and they were converting like crazy and soon my team started doing the exact same thing and we became national award winners and ultimately I was asked to get management and over the period of the 13 years that I worked in yellow pages I worked in management across um telly and field I kept on still doing the job because I love converting I love working with clients um, and I turned around underperforming teams up and down the country and won multiple awards. And then I decided to start my own business uh, when I was 43 and single. Yeah, maybe for some not the best idea. I knew it was what I really wanted to do. I was driven by it. And to be honest, I was a bit bored by corporate. I'd kind of done everything in yellow pages that I wanted to do and I didn't want to move any further. And I and I'd had a couple of things, actually. I'd lost my mum and dad in a very short space of time. Um, and I just thought, time for me, time to do what I wanted. But I was, so I started my own business. And that business was where I helped business owners. Um, I, it was cold calling campaigns, because that's what I knew. Um, and it was very successful. But what I was doing more and more was going into businesses and actually showing them what was making them difficult to say yes to. So it was like a very holistic approach of not just looking at the sales, but looking at the marketing. And I have a belief, which has been proven to be successful, is you don't need more salespeople in a business. All you need is everybody who interacts in any way with a client to understand what opportunities there are to enhance your client's experience by maybe looking at what options they're not got or how you could improve the number of services they have, or their experience. And the result of that is loyalty. And that loyalty translates into more clients and a bigger spend. Because 61% of um, people that leave a business, the reason why they do it is because they don't feel valued. So conversion for me is all about feeling valued and understanding the value of what you're buying and making choices. And from there, sorry, carry on. No, I, I just... I just want to stop you for a second because yeah. I want to pick out a couple of words you said there. Yeah. Because it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. You said for them to see the opportunities yeah. that were there for the benefit of the client. Yeah. That's what people don't see. And it that's what makes you stand out in a crowd of one because it is a totally different approach yeah. from anybody else. And besides now you're not called Louise anymore. Well, I'm not. She got to know my name, became one of my closest friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do believe, I think there's a very, there's a very traditional way of looking at marketing and it's like the push method and the pull method. Yeah. And push is where I've got this great thing. I've created it. I've got this great idea. And it's this thing. 
and I want you to buy it. So you're push so the client's at the very end and you're pushing them to buy your thing. Yeah. Feels pretty awkward. Then you've got the updated version, which is the pool method. And that is, well, I'm going to ask you as a client what you want to buy. And when you tell me, I'm going to expect you to buy it because that's what you told me. So I'm going to pull you towards, right? Yeah. And I just think that, but again, with both of these, your client's at the end of the journey. Yeah. They're not really taken into account. Whereas with me, it starts with the client. It starts there going, you know, like taking into that full experience of if what did they need in order to achieve um you know the results that they're looking for to in order to enhance their client's experience in order to ensure that they create raven fans who retain and keep buying from them and that's where the point that i start from how do we make that happen not just how do we get a sale and it's that i think that has well that's what's translated into over 38 million pounds worth of sales and counting yeah, for uh, my clients and kind of for myself too. <laughs> I would hope that you're in there. Yeah. I, I think for me, what stands out the most is the word promise. Yeah. You're very big on the promise that you bring to the client. Yeah. And, and that alone is such a refreshing approach. Um, you don't, go through the funnels and uh, all the you don't need them clicky commenty you know all the all the current trend current buzzword current uh, sort of filtering that people do to get people to where they want them to be yeah. so with that in mind how long have you been online with oh business? I came online in April 2017. Um, just, I just wanted to, if you ask me why, I look back and I, kind of, I felt this pull towards it. I just was always interested in the online world. And I had, I, I still have a business uh, that's real world. Um, but I also wanted to suit my life. And I felt like I was always out and working really hard, but I kind of wanted a business that suited the style of life that I wanted going forward. And so I came on to the online world as a complete and utter tech. I used to say, change that now, I could literally break the internet. Yes. And there's been times where it's came very close. Yeah. So I came on to this online world knowing zilch about anything, about anything. And, and actually, the first thing that I did in the first few weeks, I thought, right, well, I'm going to have to get somebody who teaches, teaches me how to, because I'm big into investing in yourself. I believe you've got to act how you want to attract. So if I want people to invest in me, I've got to be prepared to invest in myself. Teach my clients that all the time. Because um, we are mirrors. Um, and I came online and I invested quite a large sum of money um, working uh, with a coach who was telling me all the things that you're meant to do. Build a big list. Webinar, like webinars weren't as big two years ago as they are now, but build a big list, get the Facebook group. You know, there was all this really big pack, this, everybody was following the same thing. And it kind of, I tried it for a few weeks and I was like, oh yeah, post online all the time and you know, all this like, so it just said, it was an awful lot of content creation. In fact, it felt like the field of dreams, build it and they will come. And I was like, 
well, you d that doesn't work in the real world, so why does it suddenly work in the online world? And I was moaning to my partner at the time and kind of saying to him all the time, oh, I'm just not getting this. And he says, why are you doing something that you don't believe in when actually you could have went out and created millions of fine? Genuinely, I think he just wanted me to shut up and stop me. <laughs> and I just went, you're absolutely right. He says, do you know why it's not working? I went, yeah, because it doesn't trigger buying behaviour. And the people that are telling me to build these big lists, they're sitting there with thousands and millions on their list. But me, when it's got zero, it's so far away that the tactics that they're using there don't work at this level or they don't work at any level under, you know, under a thousand or they've not consistent. So the stages were completely different. So I just went, yeah. What would it, he says, what would you do offline and why is it different online? And I thought, hey, you've got a point. And that's what I did. I, I basically took my never-ending game plan that I use offline. I took it online. Two weeks later, I had my first high-paying client. Never looked back. And I taught my system to my clients and I've kept on developing it. Um, and do you know what? I can talk about loads of results. I'm not very good at actually uh, being ego-driven. but you you went through the experience. People get results pretty quickly without having to embrace complicated technology, without having to spend money on you know expensive advertising, and without feeling awkward or weird talking about money or feeling salesy. So, and I still go into businesses today, and I just teach them how to be really easy to say yes to, employing simple things that make a huge difference, like going from like cybersecurity firm that I took from zero to 276,000 in 13 months. Um, and they're not difficult things to do. The problem is that people are just following this cookie cutter approach and, and there's better ways to do it that feel better and result in better clients. And so I'm, I'm kind of conquered a little bit of the online world, but I'm still not techie. I know what I need to know. <laughs> and I employ the people who know how to do it. But I genuinely believe that you can do things a lot easier than what you actually ask. Because a lot of times, they're just the latest thing in me, Bob, just for you to actually pay more money and invest more and get nothing out of it. Well, I want to say what I found uh, the most resonant for me when I first met Marie. Because when I met Marie, I didn't meet Marie to hire Marie at all. Okay, I met Marie because someone else wanted me to tell her that there was, in fact, value in tech and value in optimization. I could maybe explain that. But I was so taken by her honesty and her immediate understanding and honing in on the fact that, well, let's face it, I was a little at sea because I wear a multitude of hats and I'm happiest when I get to wear a multitude of hats. Mm -hmm. But see, all those do it this way and go here and do there and jump here and, and do that and that and that in that order wasn't me. And yeah. the best thing about Marie was she basically said, I'm going to work with you to make you a better you. Not a better her, not a better someone that fits that other mold, a better me. Meaning, I don't have to change who I am. I don't have to get rid of my idiotic, bizarre sense of humor. 
I don't have to change the fact that I pick it all and every piece of tech because I really get the back end. That's what thrills me. And it was incredible to suddenly work with someone who really saw that that was important. That was a strength for me. And we were to capitalize on that. And that's why I turned around and hired her. And it's so easy to say yes to no. <laughs> As is Marie, let's say. <laughs> but that's only part of why I really wanted to interview you on the show. I really think you have a, a very down-to-earth, sensible approach. And let's face it, you've done it. You, you don't have to be flashy, but I know you like to uh, trip off and vacation and get to do it whenever you want. And I know you dearly love your fur kids. Yeah. And they are a huge part of your life. Yeah. And everything revolves around, as rightly so, your fur kids. Yeah. And that's a beautiful lifestyle. And it's really refreshing to see someone who offers their expertise showing it in all areas of their life because you not only talk your talk you walk your walk yeah i think it's important i always say you've got to practice what you preach i make the mistakes so that my clients don't have to yeah. and she shares them which I, is, as i do yeah. I, I keep on saying hey I said, to, I said to a client, I said, hey, I've just paid for your success because everything I've learned is going to put at your disposal. <laughs> and then you don't have to go through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. It makes it, um, it makes it really enjoyable uh, mm -hmm. to work with you. I have to say that. But you do have a lot of really good, pithy, uh, stories and understandings of what it takes and and this I, I I don't think you make enough of the fact that your approach was so different understanding that you come from that promise and that opportunity for the clients if more people understood that your client really is the end-all be-all and adding value for your client, well, to me, it's it's the best thing in the world because it makes you feel great. It and, and you know, you know for a fact, I, I'm sadly for some people not really motivated by money per se. I'm motivated by being of service and being able to see change for people, and I see big picture. So seeing where they can go and then watching them go there is an incredible boost for me. And you were able to take that and work with that and make it very lucrative. Which makes I, me I think you have to, I think I've always said this, it's not about whether money's your driver or not, but we all like to have a nice lifestyle to whatever degree. But I also believe that you have to be paid what you're worth because the exchange of energy has got to be fair. Yeah. And, you know, that's important. It's, not, it's If you get paid your worth, when people invest 
financially, they commit emotionally, which means they take action and therefore get results. And that is important that that contract actually happens as well. So yeah, and I think as well, because there's a few things I do that are completely different as you know, power of three, nobody else teaches that. And it's literally a game changer. You know how easy it makes businesses, consultant coaches, and pimping your pimping your content, niching your niche. You know, there's just I suppose I just look at things and think, what's the better way to do that? And I'm lazy. What's the easiest way to do it as well? And what's the most low-tech way that I can do it? Here you have it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's my philosophy. What's the lowest the lowest tech that I need? What's the quickest and smartest way to get it done? And is there a better way? Yeah, that's that's my whole life. That's my whole challenge. <laughs> that's such a good reach out for people. So for me, who just adores tech and is all about tech and talks about tech, I'm showing you someone who says, nah, you don't need all that. But what well, I can say, exactly, you need parts, you're online, yeah. but you're not layering everything with tons and tons of shiny objects and more and more. You're layering it with value and service, and that snowballs yeah. so that those of us who work with you are doing that for our clients. Yeah. And it's a lot more fun. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Business could be fun. Life has to be fun. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But yes. You know, sometimes when the business isn't going well or you're not getting the clients that you need or you're not converting or the leads aren't, it can feel overwhelming, pretty burnt out. You work longer hours and we've all been there, every one of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and if you're scaling up your business, you might move from a place of comfortable to uncomfortable as you do that and and, and that's okay because that's part of, of of business but i always think that business should always be fun too because hey, you spend too long doing it for it not yeah. to be yeah and and i i know people I've, I've had a discussion with people who didn't realize or didn't think that that was a core value Oh, big wow. value. Oh, yeah. For me, fun and and funny for me are are critical because it allows me to do the other things. Yeah. When you have that, it it kind of it fills up your tank. Yeah, and I think I built a business when I first started um, Total Sales Solutions. Very quickly within the first few years, I was a victim of my own success, and actually creating multi-million pound campaigns for clients, but I was working all the hours at God's ends. And I had two offices, I, you know, like had staff that I was paying. Um, and I was missing out in a lot of family events. I didn't go on the holidays. So now I do like to go on holiday, but I didn't go on the holidays. I didn't have yeah. my dog. And, and you know, like, my, like, I don't know how many times I turned down things that were happening. I can't go because I was always working. Yeah. And, there's a realization there that you're not actually building your dream you're building everybody else's dream and you're and and their dream can feel a little bit like your nightmare and I just you know I don't know just to hit a point where I kind of went this is this is not for, if this is all there is in business I don't want it yes. because I wasn't getting a chance to actually enjoy it and that's when I decided to make changes for me and my business and it's part of the reason why I went off online it's like hey it needs to work for me because ultimately I've got to show up at my best. And if I'm not enjoying it, I'm not at my best. I, you're frustrated, you're annoyed, you know, you're just grumpy. 
And I just went, I don't want to be grumpy in business. And I, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not easy. I work long hours when I choose to. And there's not, a, you know, and then there's time off when I choose to as well. And it's, but it's my choice. And sometimes it's driven by the business and sometimes it's driven by me. Absolutely. But that's the important piece. You just said it is choice. Yeah. I believe in order to live our life well, we always have to be in choice. Yeah. And, and that makes a big difference. And I'm not saying, and, and neither is Marie, people that are really driven to, to work hard and, and that's their enjoyment. If that's what you find fun, then have at her. Okay, we're definitely not saying you can't do it a different way. But what Marie's saying and what I totally agree with is uh, I, need, I need more of a balance. I need fur kid time and family time and fun time away from the business in order to fill me up so that I can bring 100% to the business. I call it feeding your soul. Yes. Because you don't feed your soul, you just don't, you just don't. You're running an empty. Yeah, yeah. And nothing good happens on, on those last extra five miles you get on empty. No, 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 absolutely not. That's how you end up out in the desert. So on that note, um, I know that, that you have a very packed day ahead of you, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to keep you much longer. What I like to do at the end of a show, I would like you to leave the audience with one little tip, tweak, or whatever that they can implement immediately in their lives, either personal and or business. Go. Right, okay. Um, well, the quickest way to do that is I'm actually going to share something if that's okay. Perfect. Right, okay, just very quick. This is the never-ending game plan, right? Okay, now, yeah. And what I'll say to anybody is when you're looking at your business, be very clear about how you are going to generate clients on an ongoing ba basis. So for any business, you've got to be able to attract, build, and convert more or less simultaneously and actually be able to break down each part of those to the bits that work and that you're better at doing than anyone else, right? And that's a really, and if you look at this wee bit here in the middle, that is your client, that's my client. So this is a never ending game plan, but any business can do this. And it's one thing that I wanna make sure that everybody really focuses on because it's so easy to explain to prospective clients and it makes you super easy to say yes to. So if your client is in here, so that's a coach, or a consultant business, I can easily explain to them how we're going to work together, what they're going to achieve, and how we're going to do it. And they get it. Things like, you know, like pimp your content, how to repurpose content so that you're spending about six, you know, about an hour, maybe in a week to actually create really valuable content. How to get 100 leads that are free and easy. Fast 50 prospect list, niche in your niche you know, conversion conversations, ready to buy clients. All of these are yet my system, the never ending game plan. That's the result and the promise for the clients at the middle of it. But you can do this too. And that's certainly one of the things that I would say to anybody they need to work on. You need your own never ending client plan. Good, good. I'm going to stop sharing there. That's a great point. 
that's a really good point. You do. We all need our never-ending client plan because, yes, you do have to come up with leads consistently. So, yeah, something else I've learned from Marie. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's been fabulous, and uh, we will make sure that on the page on BBP TV, you'll get all the links and information that you need so you too can connect with Marie Rogers. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. I'm Elaine Lindsay. I'm your host on BBP TV show, and I'm with Cruel Media. As always, make your day amazing, and we'll see you next time. Thank mm -hmm. you.